I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Gallant View podcast. I can't say that Sunday because we've moved on to Monday this week. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't get enough people yesterday uh, with holidays and, and all things like that. So that's uh, that's the way it was. Uh, just one wee thing I want to, to bring up. I, I, I'm not going to go into it deeply, but I just want to mention that uh, Trevor Francis died, to, I believe it was today or yesterday, um, and Obviously, a Rangers player. David, you probably know more about him than, than I do. Um, I, I take it you, I don't know whether this news is new to you, but he, he died and uh, and all the best to his family, all the strength he needs. Yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, I mean, I saw Rangers play lots of times with Trevor Francis. One of Sunis's signings, uh, and I think he eventually got to Ibrox and, you know, he was just a uh, top quality. He was an England international. Obviously, we got him at the tail end. But uh, you could still see he was a quality football player. Absolute quality. You know, with the, the career that Trevor Francis had. Scored the winner in the European Cup final. Uh, England international. Completely top class. So, no, it's sad to see him uh, passing on. But he was when he arrived at Ibrox, uh, you know, it was as soon as and he was kind of tail end his career. But when you saw him play, you know, you could just see that he had it in spades. Had it just uh, top drawer. So, yeah, sadly missed. And sad to see any Rangers player pass on, but uh, Trevor Francis was a star. Yeah, I agree with you. And as I say, all the best to his family, all the strength in it. OK, I'll introduce my guest now. I just wanted to... Uh, I thought that should have been at the head of the show. So, uh, with me tonight, on my right, is uh, Shona. Welcome, Shona. How are you? Good evening, David. It's good to see you all. Obviously, thoughts were with the um, Trevor family at the moment. It's absolutely shocking uh, for it to happen when he was out in Barbia. So, look, thoughts are with the family at the moment. So, look, it's very, very sad. And, uh, look, we'll just have to move on. But, like, thoughts are with the family at the moment. But, look, we'll have to get back to 
talking about Rangers this podcast. So looking forward to that. And obviously was at the game on Saturday. So I'm sure we've got lots of this to discuss. But yeah, thoughts are with Trevor's family today. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and Mr. Pollock, welcome, Mr. Pollock. How are you? Today? I'm good. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, uh, when I was, I'm just back from Edinburgh, you know, and it was the Mission Impossible music was running through my head to uh, <laughs> in, in the the rush to get here, but and get things together once I'd arrived here. So well, it all came together in true Mission Impossible fashion. We we made it with about two minutes to go. So. All's good. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm always running at the last minute anyway. Even if I, even I'm sitting my backside all day, I always run at the last minute. I'm one I'm one of these people that leave everything to the last minute and then uh, think, oh shit, I've still to do this and I've still to do that. <laughs> anyway, um, the name of the, the podcast today was uh, hamburger cooked but without the dressing. Is that about right, Jonah? Yeah, I suppose um, like again it's pre-season, but uh, like we did our, we did we had we did what we had to do, and that was obviously win the game, score a few goals. It was good to see that Alexis Sakala, um, I know you're a fan, David. Um, of Sakala getting a goal and an assist. Well, should I say you got the penalty for us? So, um, but no, look, um, I think it was a bit. It's one of those ones. It was where. A lot of things weren't happening in the game that we wanted to happen. Raskin was getting very frustrated. Obviously, speaking to David P. earlier on, and he was obviously saying the same. That it felt as if like a lot of players were playing with their back to the ball, um, back to the goal. Sorry, and uh, like it just wasn't really happening. I'm sure we'll go on to speak about a few players that didn't perform well in the game. But look, it's only pre-season. We're only two games in, and we've got to give these guys time. I've, I've seen on Twitter people giving Seema a bit of a hard time. Like the guy is only in the door. He doesn't. He's not playing as a striker this year. That's not the plan for him to play as a striker, but look, he did okay in the Newcastle game, and I think he had maybe he had a bit of a poor game the other, night, the other day. But these guys are only playing for 45 minutes, aren't they? So it's hard to tell what you're getting out of these guys so far. So, look, we'll see what DVP thinks of it, but um, no, it was um, a bit tough at times, but look, we won, and that's the main thing. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's true. Um, David, I'm going to start, I'm coming on to you for a minute, I'll come back to Shona with the same question. Um, the singing behind the goal, Bill said that he really enjoyed the singing section behind the goal. Uh, what was your idea of it? Absolutely must happen, must happen. It's just um, what a difference. I mean, and, and people say, oh, but this is my seat. <clears throat> you know, surely for the, the, you know, the better, the greater glory of Glasgow Rangers, you should be able to uh, sac- make that sacrifice for the team, for the club, for the rest of the support. It's utterly bonkers if if we don't go through with this. It's it's insane. It's really that that start for me because you see the difference that it makes uh, visually. You know the the and the the support. You know being in full view from the cameras, and and you know the full support because a lot of the people on the club deck can't see the the union bears because of where they 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 are seated and you know back from the pitch. So no. <clears throat> If the, anyone with any common sense for the for the benefit of the team, the benefit of the whole atmosphere in the stadium, it absolutely has to happen. If anyone comes up with a reason why that shouldn't be the case, I've yet to hear it. Yeah, and uh, Shona, the same same question, but I'd like to you uh, safe standing 
should have come there. Absolutely. Uh, I was at the game on Saturday and uh, what an atmosphere they're creating behind the goals, obviously. In, in hindsight, you would want that full stand bouncing, do you know that way? You would want it all uh, standing. So hopefully the Copeland front will uh, expand itself and what that whole front of that Copeland front is standing. Because I think it's possible. And like KVP, see these people are moaning about, oh, that's my seat, this is my... I want to, I've had this for 30-odd years, blah, blah, blah. Look, see if it's for the benefit of the game, the benefit of the team and the benefit of the club. I don't see why these fans are moaning. Like, at the end of the day, you're still getting your seat. So what, what difference does it make? I'm sure they'll try and relocate them as, as much as possible around that kind of seating area as, as they can. Because um, I know there's quite, obviously quite a lot of season tickets that have gone up for grabs this year. So, look, um, I'm really enjoying it. I think it looks, I think it's really, really good. I think it looks great when they have the TIFO up there as well. I think everybody can see the TIFO better. Um, so, no, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I would definitely have safe standing across the whole of the Copeland front if we can, if it's possible. Yeah, um, well, that's uh, that, that's that's uh, the, the way it should be going. Uh, I'm, I'm all for safe standing. Have you for safe standing? You're, you're sort oh, of old school. No, no, absolutely, because uh, you know, let the young guys have their day. Because you know, when I we went to see Rangers and it was it was standing only, and it, you know, it was the old Copeland Road, and you know the the atmosphere that that created. I think you know everyone's in the same seat every week, and it kind of that familiarity. It kind of, I don't know, I think it detracts from, from what's happening on the pitch. But, you know, you'll know as well as, you know, when Hamden at Ibrox and at Celtic Park, you know, when the Rangers fans were all uh, crammed in there, it was uh, it was different from, from Ibrox of today. I mean, I hesitate to say better because obviously there's lots of things that are better, you know, about the, the stadium these days. But there's there's some things which, which aren't better. And, and I think, the, the the volume of the Rangers support isn't better in, in the stadium because you know I I, I mean I, I when I first went to Ibrox it was pre-centenary stand when the dairy as it was you know was opposite the main stand and they then moved to the, the, the Copeland Road end when the centenary stand was put in and that became the you know the, the main uh, bulk of the, the vocal support for Rangers so I think if we can reproduce that even partly then it's got to be a good thing yeah safe standing and I know the club were uh, kicking that can down the road for you know Stuart Robertson was uh, lobbied a few times but just uh, clearly from his answers the, the club at that time weren't interested and I think uh, with John Bennett and uh, James Bisgrove now arriving I think they're more amenable to this I think it's a good thing for the club that the support collectively should have a say in, 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 in how the, the stadium is organised internally. The, I would be astonished if we didn't get an overwhelming majority for safe standing among the range of support. Clearly, some people will have to make that sacrifice of you know moving seats and things like that. It'll be a wee bit disruptive, but I think for the greater glory of our club, it has to happen. Yeah, what do you think, Dave? Should we go full circle, give everybody a beer can so as they can... Don't let me pee and, and throw it down your leg. There's some things we're going to dispense with, and that's one of those that we'll dispense with. So. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could um, remember these days that you all of a sudden felt the, the, wet, the wet running down the back of your leg. Where are you going to, Anna? <laughs> no, I was going to just ask DVP, like, if, if, if it was going to go the full Copeland front, does that mean we can get more fans in? Yes. 
Yeah, it's, all, it's, it's a no-brainer for me then. Absolutely no-brainer. Yeah, because Dortmund, Dortmund have an attendance for when the safe standing is in place for you know Bundesliga matches, and they have a capacity for European matches because they're not allowed to have the safe standing for that. So, I think it's it's a few thousand of a difference for for Dortmund. So, no, I think it would be a that would be an excellent addition to, to Ibrook Stadium if if we could put that in place. Obviously, there's the the financial aspect of it, but I mean, it's how much would we cost? Are we, are we talking Half a million, a million. Uh, I would. I know the the club have uh, promised to, you know, do the. I don't know the investigation or a review or whatever they want to call it. You know, into the how much it will cost and and, and people's views on it. First of all, uh, but as I said, I think the the majority of the range of support, you know, from from what we saw at the weekend, uh, anyone who who doesn't want to do this. I think it's it shouldn't be about them. It's about it's about Rangers. Are you there for you? Or are you there to support Rangers and and pr- provide the best backing we can? Because you can see, and, and as I've said before, I've always was always of the opinion that the the crowds, you know, have a very limited influence on what happens on the pitch. Until you know, we went in the Europa League run, and you saw that the energy that the crowd could bring to the team, and anything that we can do to uh, turn that up, I'm all for it. Yeah, I as well. I mean, I mean, I can I can understand as well a wee bit that somebody that's now in the middle of the goal with a great view of the park, and then they're stuck in uh, away in the side, uh, uh, where the Union Bears are now. I can I can understand that the it would be quite a big uh, turnaround for them, and I can understand they they would moan about it. I mean, and some people just like to moan. Uh, ask my wife. <laughs> That's uh, that, that's uh, that's uh, the thing. But I can under, I can quite understand that some people will be unhappy about it. Anyway, let's go on to the game. Uh, the team started. They came out. They started with Butlin, Cav, Balligan, Davies, uh, Red 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 Fan, Hadji, Raskin, Dowell, Fashion Sakala, Sima, and Matondo. Um. I thought they were quite lively, Dave. Quite, quite, quite quick players. Um, but I didn't think that we sort of a really um, gelled together. Is that a good word? Uh, gelled? Is it, um, I, I think I think there was something missing that way. Yeah, I mean, I I thought they started, and you know, obviously, in, individually, they're all you know excellent football players, but. As, as you said, I thought that they'd met each other in the car park outside, you know, which which was the the level of kind of connectivity that they had and understanding, you know, I mean, gel is probably the word that, you know, football professionals would use, the team as to gel, which you'll say, well, hold on a minute. So I think there was just that understanding and uh, you knowing the strengths and weaknesses of each other. And I, I think you once you bond, get that relationship, you, you play to that. You understand, you know, what these guys are good at, what what they like in, in terms of delivery, you know, and, and uh, there was just was something missing. There was that je ne sais quoi. The quintessential something was just not there. But I'm sure that that will come with time. It will come with time. But it was, yeah, it was all a little stunted. Uh, but we had plenty of pace up front. But uh, it would be interesting, I think, there's a couple of the players who have featured on Saturday who I would argue would not feature in our first eleven, but 
So it's going to be, uh, I think, a couple of weeks before Michael Beal. Well, I hope it may, may not be more than a better not be more than a couple of weeks because we've got big games coming up. In terms of under, what is the best living, and 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 how should they play? What system is he going to put in place for those players to to be at their best? Mm. So I think, yeah, I still... think we'll see that. I think we'll see that tomorrow, Dave, uh, and at the latest uh, at the weekend. He'll need to play his strongest eleven sometime, and I would say you two games is better than one. So yeah. anyway, the the about the eighth minute, we got the first chance. Dowell played a beautiful ball to Redfan. He, he hit the ball right to the back post. Hadji controlled it beautifully. Had a shot at goal, but put it past the post. Uh, Brilliant move, uh, Shona, and the the pass from Dowell to Redfan was absolutely absolutely brilliant, wasn't it? Well, it was absolutely sublime. I think we did see some moments like that within the game, but like David said, it was a bit of a slow burner. But uh, look, um, this still looks a bit of a player, doesn't he? I think um, he likes a tackle as well, so um, he really impressed me on the day. I think um, we're going to see. Well, obviously him play more. I think he'll probably be starting in front of uh, Lawrence at the moment until he comes back. So. I think it'll be a toss up between the two of them who plays out in that position. But no, I was really impressed with that that, that passing movement. Unfortunately, never came towards a goal, did it? But uh, it would have been nice. And it's actually quite nice to see Hadji playing kind of this kind of slightly deeper role and still being able to get forward. Because I did think that myself the other week. I thought if Hadji plays slightly deeper, are we going to miss his goals? So it was good to see that obviously Hadji can obviously still getting into the box and obviously still trying. So. No, it was. It was a really lovely move. And uh, look, I think uh, we'll be talking more about Dowell in the next coming weeks. I think he's going to be a, re- a real player for us. Um, him and Lammer really stood out for me within the game. So, um, look, I think, um, like you said, David T, that was never going to be our first 11. I can't see Seema playing as a striker this season. Uh, I think you'll find it Ruth and your Dacers. And hopefully we've got another one coming in in the next couple of days in Danilo. I think they're obviously going to be your main three. You'll see Seema playing more out in the wing. So, look, I know he's been getting a bit of a hard time for his performance, but uh, look, I don't think you'll be, that will be our first 11 because I can't see Matondo. But he'd had a shocker of a game. Um, and I can't... The, the toss-up is just whether we keep Sakala or not. Like, I've always said this. If we can get the money for him, I would I would take him. But I know a lot of people are saying, look, he's very, very vital the way he obviously managed to get the penalty and the goal. So... Um, no, look, we'll wait and see. But um, no, I was really impressed with the uh, Lammers and the uh, Dill especially. So, what a pass that was, and uh, unfortunately, just never let a go. Yeah, and then just one minute later, Dave, the exact, but almost the exact same move, except down the other side. Tavernier put a, a, a sort of a long ball through, and Sakawa ticked it all on. Uh, Sima ran through onto it and put a beautiful ball right across the area. To Matondo, Matondo pulled it down brilliantly, and no, he didn't. He muffed it. He tried to stop with his left leg, with his right leg, when when he should have used his left leg. Dave, okay, let's let's get him. Let's go on to him, Matondo. Is there a footballer in there, or are we wasting our time? Uh, <clears throat> there is a footballer in there, but he's probably the bottom half of the championship or the English first division. So, I mean, what's going on with this guy? You know, with the transfer fees that he's commanded his career, you know, the, the salary that he's, he, he takes out of our club, you're thinking, maybe we're just not playing this guy correctly or there's something missing here. 
Uh, I think it's it's football ability, but football brain. No, I, I've Matondo has just failed and failed and failed in my eyes. I just don't see it. You know, in a couple of games last season, you know, I'm thinking up at Ross County when clean through and goal, and he just uh, fluffs it. Just not there. It's just not there. There's no the mentality, strength, of, you know, whatever it is, is. There's something just not quite right with Matondo. I think he just looks. He just strikes me as being a fragile wee guy. Uh, so, and which is, I'm sure that maybe somebody will find his home somewhere else. But uh, certainly, if we could get a bid for Robbie Matondo, I would be uh, snatching the cheque out of their hand. And and. I have to say, in my opinion, the same would apply for Fashion Sakala. He's not the level of Matondo, but I think uh, we would be, I'm hoping that he will be a bit part player this season, Fashion Sakala. He's someone who we'll, we'll be relying on. He'll be one of the break glass in case of emergency type players. Because, you know, if, if we get Dan in, I, I don't see Fashion Sakala featuring as a, as a first pick. Very often, no, I certainly don't. And I, as far as I'm, I was led to believe, Rangers did ask him to find a, another club, but uh, he said, "No, I want to fight for my place." But I mean, if that's true that he's earning twenty thousand a week, then he's not going to get that anywhere else, Dave. Yeah, well, he's, if he's going to fight for his place, he's going to lose. You know that it's going to be uh, the. I just can't see Rabbi Matondo displacing very many. You know, I mean, we, we he couldn't manage that last season. So how he's going to manage it this season is uh, quite beyond me. So I, I admire his, you know, his confidence or, or, or you know his determination, whatever we want to call it, to, to get into the first team. But in reality, you know, the harsh harsh truth, and I'm hoping Michael Beal has told him this, is that you're just not going to make our first team. It's best you move on. So brutal. I want Michael Beale to be brutal with them because we just can't afford to be paying that, that sort of money for that sort of return. Just ain't happening. And and just after uh, in, in between the, the the chances in the ninth minute and uh, around about the twenty first minute we had another chance. There was a, a time that Raskin got in the ball and he was looking forward to pass the ball and Everybody had just sort of were running away from him instead of running towards him. And you could just see he was so frustrated and he started waving his arm, at, at, obviously, with Matondo. Uh, and I don't know if Sakala was interested in, into that as well. But um, certainly Matondo, he was really, you could see that Raskin was really getting angry, uh, frustrated at Matondo, Shona. Did you see it? Could you see that in the, in the, the park? Yeah, I, I even saw Tav obviously having words with Raskin because I think uh, Raskin was getting really, really frustrated at times. I think even with the front three, I know he was obviously that that one that you're talking about. It's obviously about Tondo, but it was just a lack of runs. Do you know what I mean? It was it was just they were very, very static, weren't they? All three of them up front, and that's what um, Tav was asking them for. And I think that's why Bill changed it um, halfway through the mid mid uh, halfway through the first half. I could see obviously they were making a wee bit more runs or trying to get more on the ball, but I mean, Raskin was having so many times when he was getting the, the ball in midfield, but nobody to pass it to. And I don't know about you, but I think Raskin's decision-making is absolutely top-notch. You give him the ball and he'll give you the pass. Um, but unfortunately, the guys were not making the run off it. So 
look, I don't even know where Matondo is going to fit into this team. I was looking at the bench on Saturday, and I know there was there was over 11 players on that bench. But if you look at the guys that are coming in, if Danilo comes in, and then you've got Danilo Roof, you've got Dessers, you've got Lawrence coming, looks like he's going to be back by the end of August. You've got Lammers, you've got Sima. I just don't know where Matondo is going to fit into this team. And he's not good enough to be in the, in the squad in the moment in the first place. So I'm like with Davey, I think we can get an offer for, for Matondo. I think we're going to we're probably going to have to take a bit of a hit on him. I think we played over £3 million for this boy. So I don't think we'll be getting that kind of money back. So we're going to have to take a bit of a loss on this one. But look, him, he was really, really, really poor, wasn't he, throughout the whole game. Um, even the likes of Sakala and Seymour didn't have their best of games. But at least Sakala, at least he got the goal and he obviously got his penalty. So... Like I, I'm struggling to find out where Matondo's going to fit into this team. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think if, if we do eat anything, then I think it'll be out and home because I don't see Matondo want to give up 28,000 a week when he, when he knows that he's probably going to, in a second division team or, or, or first division team in England, uh, or sorry, then the third, third class in England. Uh, I, do, I don't see him wanting to, to, to take a, hit, a big hit in his wages. So I'm afraid we're stuck with them for the duration. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, there was another time that uh, the 21st minute, Sima put the ball again on the right. He crossed it over. The Hamburg defender fluffed it. And Dowell had a shot and goal. And the ball came, came back. The keeper saved it, unfortunately. I think Dowell done everything he could do. But uh, the keeper saved it. And then Hadji... Got a chance and uh, had you missed again. Had you again up there, Shona? Yeah, well, uh, that that save was actually quite a good save, actually, by the goalkeeper. Uh, I'm not going to lie, that was a, that was a decent save. So, look, credit to get Dill for getting onto that. But yeah, had you put the ball right over the bar, wasn't he? So, look, um, I, I I I still think Hadji's got a place in this team. I'm just it's just very difficult at the moment to find out because obviously he's playing slightly deeper at the moment. And is that what Bill wants them to do in the future? Because for all I know is obviously had you been a number 10 or outside on the right. But he has played some nice passes. I noticed as well in the Newcastle game when Mahadji came on the pitch, he was making a few good through balls. Do you know what I mean? That like was making the was it Matondo at the time one-on-one with the goalkeeper. So like he's got a few nice touches. I've always said this, that Hadji's got a really nice touch in the ball. I just think when all these players gel, it's going to be a tough one because is Hadji the kind of guy, don't get me wrong, he gives you 100% every time, but he's not got a lot of pace. And I know everybody says, look, he doesn't need to have a lot of pace, but when you're in that midfield and in Europe, you need to be about that ball for 90 minutes. And I don't know how you be able to keep up with the pace of the game in the likes of Europe and the Champions League. Every plays that kind of deeper role in midfield, like kind of slightly deeper in midfield. So, look, we'll just have to wait and see. But it, um I have to admit, I quite like him in this deeper role, uh, but whether there's a place for him, I'm not sure because there's going to be a lot of competition. If we get Stifuentes in as well, there's going to be a lot of competition for Hadji to try and uh, fight for his plays. But look, that's what we wanted, isn't it? So the last kind of season or two, we wanted players to come in and fight for the plays and obviously get quality over quantity. So whether we get a bid in for Hadji, if it's upwards of six, seven million pounds, I think it would be Stupid of us not to take that, to be honest. So, um, but no, um, it was a. He should have scored that chance. You have to admit, he should have scored that one. So, um, but look, um, I don't know what Davy P thinks, but I think if we want money for Hadji, our squad is very, very overloaded now. Very overloaded. We need to start getting rid of a few players, and if Hadji's won them, unfortunately, I would take the money for him. 
David, you agree? Yeah, I think pretty much uh, Sean has nailed it. So I think with Hadji, if we're going to be playing with the, the kind of energy that Kieran Dowell is, you know, mm -hmm. you see the difference in terms of, you know, movement up and down the pitch and pressing players. Whereas, I mean, you do get the Hollywood ball for Yanis Hadji. There's no doubt about that. He can, he can drop the ball on top of a sixpence, you know, from 50 yards. He, he has that. He's, he's got the unpredictability. You know of which which I I like you know doing because you don't know what Hadji's going to do and he's got the technical ability to do it, but you're right. I mean, there's he may be in a queue here to get a first team start, and um, it really depends on on what Michael Beale's system wants to be. Does he want to uh, go with a high press and then uh, then you're looking for players who are going to be bombing about that pitch, and Yanis Hadji is you know not known for that so. It may be horses for courses, depending on you know what Michael Beale wants to play. How what's you know depending on the the opponents, what type of football he wants to play. That there might be a role for Yanis Hadji. but uh, but I agree with Shona that if if we were to uh, get an offer of a few million quid for Yanis Hadji with the other cover that we've got, I think that's a sacrifice we could make uh, and get some some money back in for you know some of the money that we've laid out for some of the players who are going to play a bigger role this season. So it's uh, interesting times, but you're right. If, 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 we get a, if we get an offer we couldn't refuse, then we wouldn't refuse it. And even something approaching what we the, the value that we would attach to Yanis Adji, I think I would be inclined to take it. Yeah. Well, you both mentioned Kieran Dowell there uh, pressing. And in the 37th minute, he started pressing the defender. The ball got passed back to, to, to the two defenders. The first one whiffed it, and the ball went back, and the, the second one couldn't get to it. Sakala sort of got him out of the road and ran through and put the ball through the keeper's legs. Uh, yeah, pressing from Dowell, that, that made the goal. And Sakala as well, of course. I think that's the game he was looking for. What do you think, Shona? Absolutely. I think that's exactly what Bill's looking for. Bill's looking for us to press up high in that pitch and make those defenders make errors. That's the whole point. And then we've got other people that are obviously going to be either in front of the, of the, the number 10, whoever there is there at the time to pick up the ball. And we'll have a few people in the box. I think that's exactly what Bill's looking for, these uh, front three and the midfields. And that's why I think why Dill was brought in, because you can see from that uh, from that um, performance the other day, I thought that he was really, really good in the tackle as well. There was a time when um, he made about three or four tackles, wasn't it? The one in the one kind of movement, and he um, managed to get the ball. So no, um, I think that's exactly what Bill wants. Bill wants us to be pressing very, very high up the pitch, making these other teams make mistakes, and we we counter on that. Um, and the only thing is, oh, we have to put put the ball in the back of the net in these opportunities. We do not have. Um, we need, we kind of go back to last season where the conversion rate was so poor. Uh, we're missing so many chances in front of goal. It's now down that Bill's got his men in. He spent nearly fourteen and a half million pounds on these guys up front. So Bill's got his men in. It's now time for them to perform on the pitch because we need to be start scoring goals and putting teams away. There's no excuses now. Um, the fans have asked for uh, money spent. We've managed to get that money spent. Board, the board of back Bill. It's now up to Bill and the players now to perform on the pitch for me because. We kind of be leaving these opportunities, especially when it comes to Europe, when we're going to have very, very limited opportunities in the Champions League. We need these guys burying these goals, and that's why I think he's brought in these guys 
high pressing, a lot of pace, a lot of energy, like um, DVP says, it's going to be very, very high intensity, I think, as well. Obviously, we're not seeing that just now because they're not quite match fit. But I think we're going to go back to kind of like what Gerard's style of play was, very much on the front foot, very much getting as many players in the box and obviously making sure that we're going to be scoring goals. Because if Barisic leaves and Sakala leaves, we have to we have to get those goals that they scored last year. We have to improve on that. So if their goals are going away, then look, these guys have to up their game for me, have to up their game and they have to start scoring as soon as that first game in the start of the season comes. Yeah, well, I, I, I read some news that the, the, the just before I came on air there that I'll, I'll bring up in the transfer. I'm going to go into transfers in a, a wee while, but um, there's there's some sort of news that was pushed in between. Um, anyway, just before half time, Dave, I'm sure half a lot of people were already standing at the burger stall down in the the the, the, the gantry as they call it. Um, then Raskin, that man Raskin again. Played a beautiful ball out to Sakala. Now, <laughs> I don't know whether it was luck <laughs> or whether it, 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 he's, he's all of a sudden got new skills. Sakala brought the ball down. Absolutely beautiful. First touch, perfect. Ran through. And there, there you get that man Dowell again. He, he starts pulling players away, but he makes a run, pulls players away. Sakala runs through. And I don't know what the I don't know what the defender was thinking about, but uh, penalty kick. I don't think there was any doubt it was a penalty, Dave. Uh, well, I have to I do have some doubts as to whether it was a penalty or not because I thought it was uh, it was definitely the soft boiled egg variety. If it if it was a penalty, I I thought it was a wee touch soft, but uh, I think fashion's just because he's so quick on his feet. You know, I think that probably and it was Kevin Clancy. You know, uh, and. He, you know, you'll do us a favour at every turn. So to get a, a penalty from Kevin Clancy, it was, yeah, yeah, but it, it was probably... But it doesn't matter. When it doesn't matter, he'll do us a turn. Uh, well, if, if we get a penalty from Kevin Clancy, then, then it has to be a stonewaller. So maybe I just uh, read it wrong. But fashion, I mean, it was... Uh, did he do the wee uh, shaking his fist with a smile? He lay in the ground towards the, the Broomland front because uh, it certainly smacked of that that fashion maybe had played it, uh, played Kevin Clancy, but no, but apparently, and then I, I thought it was it was an excellent penalty from Tav because the keeper, you know, wasn't too far away from that, but it was just the power and accuracy which actually beat the keeper because I think if, if Tav hadn't been as as accurate as he was, the keeper might have got to that because but it was uh, it was an excellent penalty. But it was a wee touch soft, but but well done, fashion, you know, for uh, taking the chance and, and putting the defender into that position where he where he, he does the wee lunge. But so you, you're always given the, the the opportunity for the referee to make the decision, and, and Father Clancy uh, duly obliged. So <laughs> maybe I'm, I'll take two pins out his doll for that. I think. No, um, Shona, women always agree with me. It wasn't a soft penalty, it was a penalty. <laughs> Sorry. It was a blatant penalty. None of this, baby. <laughs> it was a blatant penalty. It was a blatant penalty. No, it was those famous three words, second game in, can beat it, penalty to Rangers. So, and uh, as you said, DVP uh, tapped it away nicely, didn't he? But no, for me, it was it was a definite penalty. I, I think 
when you look at the, the first angle, you think it might be quite soft, but see, when you do see it, it, it definitely takes a colour right out and it's a penalty for me. So I've uh, got to disagree with you there, baby P. But look here, at the end of the day, it's those three, three famous words, isn't it, David P? We'll look forward to a lot more this season and we won't be complaining about it, will we? Absolutely not. No, no, I'd never complain about that. No, we should. We should. The doubt, the, the doubt I had at the beginning was that he, he might have just touched the ball. But if you see it from behind the goal, it wasn't even near the ball. It was, it was a mile from the ball. So that's uh, no, definitely def, no. for me. It was a definite penalty. I don't think it was soft at all. Anyway, we went in the half time, and then we came back out again. Obviously, uh, we started with Butland, Tavernier, Suter, Feko. Um, Barisic, Cantwell, Lundstrom, Wammers, Sima, Dessers and Ruth. I think, I, I'm not exactly sure whether there, there was sort of a mix uh, players come on and uh, I think that's the way we started uh, the second half. I think we looked a more together team, although we didn't score. Uh, Dave, I'll, I'll come to you. What do you think of that, first of all? I, th- I thought we were a wee bit stuffy in the second half. Obviously, I was delighted to see uh, Kemar Roof back on, and you saw the touches that from Kemar Roof. And Dessers, I think Dessers might turn out to be an absolute sensation for us. So I I was just getting quite excited. Obviously, we didn't convert you know the, the possession that we had into goals, and we eventually got one at the end. But the it all looked a wee bit more adventurous in the second half, to start with anyway. But it's it's difficult because you know the, when in a game where Michael Beale has made so many changes and and using the game for what it was, you know, just an exercise to get some of these guys on the pitch and, and playing competitive football, you know, rather than the, the the training ground, you know, well, competitive to a level, I suppose. But uh, it was an, an interesting exercise. But I think that that game and the game, you know, on Wednesday night and and, and Saturday is going to be used by Michael Beale to explore the options that he has because clearly there's lots of permutations in there with the, the players coming back, Tom Lawrence, Kemar Roof, and the, the, the new additions to the squad. Uh, he's got to blend all that together and you could see that there's uh, still work to be done in, in, in terms of you know who works best with who and what's the best fit. It almost seems like we, we probably need a few more games actually to, to find out what the where our, our real strengths are and, and how could we uh, kind of reinforce our weaknesses. But it was a useful exercise, you know, for what it was. But uh, I think there's lots lots of better stuff to come. It was an interesting uh, afternoon. Was Dessers missed? The header ball, Cantwell headed it onto the bar, the ball came back, Dessers headed it. A sitter? Oh, yeah. Hundred percent, he should have scored that. I think um, it, was, yeah. it wasn't even that. I think um, he was he was he was only what two three yards out from the from the box. So, you know, for me, he should have scored that one. But look, I think what you got to take from the second half is there was a lot of the the B team guys came on as well. You've got Feco that's now had a couple of games. You've got Bailey Rice that came on as well. So, a lot of these guys probably won't be in the first team, like uh, DVP says. I don't think they'll be the first team starters. So. Like it's very difficult to see how exactly we'll kind of still play. I think we'll get to see that more on Wednesday night and maybe this Saturday. I think that'll be a bit more what you'll see. So, But no, I think um, what you can take from it is that Tom Lawrence came back on for the last 10 minutes, which was brilliant to see. But he had quite a few nice touches and it was good that he actually wanted to get on the ball. 
I thought that he wasn't he wasn't scared, was he, just to get himself right on that ball. I think the first thing he did was he came on and he took that free kick. So, no, it was good to see the likes of him and it was good to see the likes of Yefeko. thought he's playing really, really well. He looks absolutely so... I don't know about you, DBB, were you I don't know if any of you guys were at the game, but that guy's an absolute unit. And I mean, a tank for the guy that's only, what, is he 17 but on 18? He's an absolute tank. So... Look, it's um, options for Bill now. Who for thought to find out now if Yefeko uh, could probably take that step up this year? Does that mean now that we might not go in for another centre-back? Look, remains to be seen, so we may need to see over the next couple of friendlies if Yefeko does come in. I thought he looked very composed on the ball, but he had a few nice wee touches. I thought he was really just looked very, very calm. I'm just hoping he's like the next Bassey. That's all I'm thinking about. I'm thinking this is Bassey number two, so... And even Bailey Rice, that boy is not even 17 yet. I think he's 17 October, November. So, like, I thought he, he's going to have a great future. He reminds me, I'm not going to lie, he reminds me of maybe Clyde and maybe Barry Ferguson. We obviously has his youth coming through the youth team. So, and the wee bit, of, wee bit of swagger about him. And he's a big boy as well for his age. He looks as as well. He's, he's wee bit bulked up for this season. So, look, um, it's very hard to see what the, the second half kind of gave us. But I did think there was a bit more energy in the second half. Just felt as if at times that um, people were getting in each other's ways at times. You know, I mean, there was quite a lot like the DVP, it's kind of stuffy. There was too many people surrounding the ball at the one time, trying to trying to be a bit, wee bit kind of ball greedy instead of looking for the space. But look, um, I think you've got what you've got to take out of that. Two young boys had a really, really good game. Really good game, I thought. And it was good to see Tom Lawrence back. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. I'm going to go one better on you, Shona. You mentioned Barry Ferguson. I'm going to go one better in that. I've never been so excited about a player coming through. And I've only seen him a couple of games, so it can, my mind can be changed. The last player I was so excited at seeing was Marco van Basten when he was young, when he came through. That's that's the way, that's how, at this moment, how high I rate him because he's been absolutely brilliant. The, the, the things, I, I mean, that pass down the wing, Without even thinking about it, just straight down the wing, right? Absolutely brilliant. No, uh, that's the last the last person that, that I was sort of a, so excited about was Marco van Basten because I was absolutely crazy. When he was 16, 17, I'd seen him obviously living in Holland and I just knew he was going to be a cracker as well. So that was uh, that was that one. Um, yeah, I, I was actually what a question for you as well, uh, uh, Shona, because I want you to your man off minute. Lammers stripping the guy out, out just outside the penalty box on the right hand side. What did you make of that? Uh, 
this boy for a guy that's so tall, his his feet are like a rebel. Do you know what I mean? He's got really really silky feet, hasn't he? I think um, I think he's going to surprise a lot of us this year. I think he's one one of the ones to watch. I would look out for him this year at Lammers, but. Oh my goodness, the, some of the touches that he was having. At one moment, he was actually down on the, I think it was the right-hand side of the pitch, and I thought, all right, he's going to cut in and he's going to put in for a cross. No, he did like this like this wee trick with his foot, feet, and he ended up going by the player and, and pinging a cross into the back post. I think we'll come on to it, and a few guys missed, it, missed a few heads. We could have got um, made a header to get another goal, and it obviously went went out for, uh, I think it went out for a goal kick in the end. But um, no, he has got some skill about him. Um, I know a lot of people out there are already comparing him to a very, very special Rangers player in Brian Loudrop. Don't think he's quite at that yet. He's only obviously had two um, pre-season starts, but he looks a player, doesn't he, boys? He looks um, the real deal. I think we want to watch with this one. Absolutely want to watch. Oh, the, the big thing that surprises me there, Shona, is that you managed to get a look at his feet. I didn't think you would get any, any lower down than his legs. <laughs> so there you go. I can't give you your man love moment because uh, that's out the door. Is, is Dessers, does, is he a new one for you yet? Or is, uh, is it, are you still in the waiting room with, with having taken a, a man love player? Well... Karen, well, I've always been a fan of Raskin for like three years now, and we managed to get Raskin over the line, and he is he is something else. I honestly don't think we'll be able to keep Raskin that long. He's that good, but uh, Dessers and Cadwell for me are the ones that I'm looking at at the moment. But no, Lammers is good on the eye, I'm not going to lie. So I've got plenty of options, David, plenty of options. You, David, who's going to be your new man, Wolf? <laughs> <clears throat> oh, Lammers, I mean, do you know what I like about Lammers is his work ethic. You can see mm-hmm. clearly he's constantly moving. He, he's not. Pre- he's quite prepared to do the hard running as well. You know, as the silky skill stuff. So, yeah, he does look a prospect. So, I, quite exciting to see. You know, the combinations that Michael Beale has available to him, and and how he he kind of fits all this together and gets us a, uh, you know, to these Champions League qualifiers, uh, firing in all cylinders. We have to come out the blocks here. So uh, that's Michael Beale's challenge. That's his job. You know, as Shona said, you know, he's, he's been backed by the board. You know, he's, he's had a list of players and, and I think he's possibly got the majority of them. Not, maybe not all of them, but I think uh, there's certainly players there that he can put his stamp on this team and find, we'll find out what, Mike, what football Michael Beale, you know, wants to play. You know, and, and we, we, we've saw this before, you know, because I think particularly in the COVID season when you could watch the replays of the matches when the, the game against uh, who was it? it was one of the European ties when we could hear the the the, the, the football the, the team on the pitch shouting, you know, when they, they would all press as a unit and you could see that's obviously come straight from the training ground, but you could hear the communication of the of the team, obviously because there's no fans in the crowd and the, the mics are picking up everything and you're hearing it from Tavernier and Goldson, you know, for the team to press and everyone moves forward together. So I'm hoping that Michael Beale will, will resurrect that, you know, where we will be uh, we, lots of energy, which Lammers providing, Kieran Dowell, you know, Todd Cantwell, you know, so that I think we'll, we'll see a different brand of football from Rangers this season, which uh, we, we certainly didn't see last season. Far more energy, pace, and that what we were crying out for, you know, so quite exciting how Michael Beale's going to fit all this together. 
and get us uh, firing in all cylinders. Yeah, well, one thing that that shot, and I'm going to going to move on in a, uh, in a minute to the B team. One thing that that actually shocked me on Saturday was that Lowry didn't show up, and I believe you heard rumor. I'm going to say this: we've heard rumors. We don't know 100 percent whether they're true. Rumors sometimes grow eggs. Um, you heard you heard a bit of news about Lowry or a rumor about Lowry uh, showing up. Yeah, well, I noticed he was playing for the B team the other day, and uh, the rumors were going around that he's uh, had kind of other issues surrounding his disciplinary issues. So, look, I don't know if it's uh, if it's true, like we're saying, we're only just saying this on hearsay. But as far as I'm aware, his attitude is not right for the team at the moment, and that's why he's been demoted to the B team. So, I think a lot of this um, is proven to show. I think um, there would be no reason why to put him in the B team. I don't know why he wasn't in the squad midweek. So. That kind of gives us a telling tale. It's maybe something that's definitely happened behind the scenes. I think it's a real shame this boy's got a real, real talent. And all I'm hearing just now, that's now three managers that we've got in. And three managers have basically more or less kind of said the same thing or kind of acted in the same way. But they've brought him into the first team. Something's gone wrong and he's now back in the B team. So for me, it's up to Lowry now. He has got this season to prove himself. If he does not prove himself this season, he needs to go. I can't. We can't have, be having these kind of players that are in our team that think they're really big boys. Um, and if that is the case, um, I would get rid of them. I don't think they're good for around the team. I don't think it's good for the B team players either. If you've got somebody like that around the team, this guy's a very, very good player, and he's wasting his talent. And this year, he's got the opportunity to get maybe twenty games under his belt and maybe get himself a first team position in this team. But if his attitude's not right, I'm sorry, David, but he has to go for me. Um, I don't want players like that in my team. Yeah, some players just never learn, do they? And uh, yeah, I, I suppose you can always the, the old one. You can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Sort of a makes it sort of a the the, the right saying as well. Davy, I know you 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 do a light Lowry as well. You so you sort of heard these rumours as well, didn't you? Yeah, there was. I mean, they kind of followed them last season as well. That you know that he doesn't kind of the. His attitude is just as Shona said, you know, that it's not all it should be and that there's a wee uh, air of confidence that's not quite merited in terms of Alex Lowry. And, I mean, I think we've just got shot of, of a really good player who pretty much played for himself rather than for Rangers. And if Alex Lowry's going to bring that to our squad, then get shot of him. Just get rid of him because we... Uh, is not what I want. I want these guys to be in it together. You know, we need to reproduce the squad, the team spirit that, that saw us get to nine in a row. You know, that that's to reproduce. So if Alec Lowry's is there, you know, paddling his own canoe, then I would get rid of him in a New York minute. Just go, go now. You're a great player and I'm sure you'll have a smashing career somewhere else, but it will be somewhere else. It's not going to be in our team. So, no, I, I'm a, I would just cut him off. Just be done with it. Rather than agonise because we we suffered Alfredo and, and all that that comes with that you know he's a top notch player and the goals that he contributed really in the long term was it was it worth it? Uh, it's probably we could have a debate over that you know there's going to be mixed opinions as to whether we we, we stuck with Alfredo too long. Just uh, if he's in it for himself, then then he can go now for me. 
Yeah, well, I'm, I'm afraid I agree with you. Uh, and I've sort of lost it, but that was going to go on to. The team that we played was uh, Louvren. O-H, Louvren, I think. Louvren, Louvren. Um, they would be 4-1, but that was their first team. We were playing the Belgian. I think they were even third, in, third or fourth uh, last season in the, the Belgian league. So, I mean, it's men against boys, really. And that, that maybe shows you that we're all saying we should be playing youth players. When they, when they come up against the real real first-team players, then it's, it's a different kettle of fish. But one thing, I think you saw it, Sean. I'm not sure. If you didn't, then, uh, then we'll hear it. Um, Jack Lovelace, the goal that they scored. Did you see it? Cracker, eh? I didn't. Yeah, it was a cracker, wasn't it? Um, yeah, look, he's obviously got it now. He's got it now prove himself now that he wants to come up to the, the first team now. He's got to have a really good season with the B team, I think. Um, look, the B team didn't have its strongest team. It didn't have, if Rice are going to obviously in Yufeko, I think if they're not playing in the first team, I would imagine they'll be playing in the B team as well. But as far as I'm, I'm here, well, I didn't see all of the game, but from what I saw, we did play, in moments, we did play well, but we gave away really, really poor goals. Really, really poor goals. So that obviously something they'll have to work on. Um, but look, we're playing against, as you say, a pro, pro side in the Belgian league. Um, there's a lot of money behind them. I think they start their season, as far as I'm aware, like Genk, they start their season this Saturday. Because I was going to say that will give us a good stead when we obviously when we do play Genk, we'll at least get an, a, an opportunity to kind of see them before we play them because obviously we haven't started our league yet. So we've got an opportunity now to see how Genk works when we line up. But no, as far as in the B team, uh, look, there was times and moments where uh, these boys just looked a wee bit out of their depth at times. But I mean, look... They're against a pro league side, but you've got to, if that's where you want to go, that's that's the cream of the crop. That's you've got to hit hit your peak if that's where you want to go. So look, it's a good it was a good opportunity for the boys. We'll see what happens. I think they're playing again in midweek, so see if they can bounce back from that. But look, they did look out of depth at times, and I think a few of the goals that they gave away were poor. But look, that goal that was that lovely scored was an absolute peach. So um, look, I look forward to if you can ever get an opportunity. But I think it's going to be very very tough now if we get that Danilo and Dessers in. I think it's going to be very tough for any of these guys to be getting a, a, a place in the first team. So the, the, good, the good thing is these guys are getting their opportunity and that's all they can do is perform in the in the B team and hopefully they'll get their opportunity in the first team. Yeah, I'm just going to say um, I, I, I watched it as well and my opinion of, of the moment is we cannot put Rice back into that team because he's far too good. She should be staying in the first team. I've seen somebody in the comments saying that as well, and I really should. Rice should be staying with the first team. Um, Davey, um, I know you just uh, get in, so you, you won't know an awful lot about it, but we got uh, Servet or Henk uh, for the European tie. The ties have to be played on... Yeah, that's another bit of paper I've got. I've got hundreds of bit of papers here. The ties are to be played on the August the eighth or ninth at Ibrox, and August the fifteenth we're away in Belgium. And the unfortunate thing is, in August the eighth or ninth, when it's at Ibrox, I'm in at home, and in August the fifteenth, when the game's in Belgium, I'm in Glasgow. So there we go. I'm missing out on all fronts. Uh, Dave. Swiss, Chris keep... away, yeah, 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 yeah. August, August, August the, the, the 8th and 9th is Ibrox going first. Well, at least that's the information I've got. Um, 
I've, I've, I've lost my question now to you, Dave. Yes, the the Swiss champion, or, or I don't think they were champions, the Swiss team and a, a Belgian team. Look at the draw, or a good draw, or should we should we worry be worrying about it? Uh, I don't think we should be worrying about it. I think we should be prepared for it because you know we've we've got uh, some good players. You know the the Swiss league is the Swiss league. You know so we've. If we've got any aspirations, you know, to get to the Champions League, then uh, these we uh, we need to dispose of. So we, we will get what we deserve, I suppose, from the tie. To be ready, we've only we've known for months, Steve, time and time again, exactly what. I'm afraid Davies playing up. So if we fall flat in their face, we've got no one. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely crucial that we uh, we need to be we need to be ready for this. These these ties are absolutely crucial, you know. But as I as I said, and I said repeatedly, we've had months knowing that this is these this tie is going to come around, and we need to be ready for it. Obviously, Michael Beale's been working furiously to get the players in early, but he's having the more time in the training with guys who will make sense, and we really need to be uh, seeing the fruits of that come. You know, August Yeah, uh, I'm afraid you're breaking up, Dave. You know, put in a performance here. Take a... Yeah, I, I know. I, I see in the screen that we're uh, connection is isn't all it could be, but no, these ties are important. We need to absolutely crucial, uh, and we need to be ready for it, Dave. So there's no excuses here. I mean, the, Switzerland they'll be a good side, as will Genk. You know, is a, but we know what we're, we're coming up against. I'm sure what Michael Beale will, will take the opportunity to have a look at these sides, you know, between now and, and, and that, that tie, because, you know, they, they'll be making changes, you know, additions to the squad the same as we are. So it's, it's important to know what we're up against. And Michael Beale, uh, with, with the, the different players in the squad, you know, so he, he'll have different options available, but we need to make sure we're prepared. I, I don't want any sob stories here. You know that it came too early and all that nonsense. It's 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 came at the time that we've known for you know for the last six months when these ties will be played. We need to be ready. We need to be ready to go, and we need to be firing in all cylinders, as I said. So let's go. <clears throat> yeah, I was I was reading up in the history of Hank this afternoon, and uh, they were actually just formed in 1988. There were there was two teams put together. And I believe one was called Watershay. And I was reading that they, they, they were played in Europe when they were really just sort of a forum, or before they were formed. And they beat a, a Denmark team, team from Denmark. And then they put out the mighty Arsenal. And then I was sort of a shocked. I read on and it said, the team that put them out, and I don't think you'll get this, was Dundee United, so there you go. I was they beat Arsenal and then uh, there was. I think that was a time that Dundee United did really, but I think they got to the final that year. Dundee United did not. Dave, I think you but you'll know that one better than Shona. Yeah, it was it was sometime in the eighties. So uh, yeah, it would be mid mid nineteen eighties. I'd have to uh, check Dave, but it was around that time. Yeah. You know, Dundee United uh, at that time. You know were. Uh, they got all the way to the UEFA Cup final, so yeah. you know they were disposing of uh, top sides in Europe at that time. 
Jim McLean yeah. of these squad about 15, 16 players, you know. So <clears throat> that's uh, that, that. I think they were. I mean, Scottish football was much more. It was much more of a level playing field between the the standard of you know German clubs, Spanish clubs, you know, and our own league at that time. The difference in uh, in money sort of. These clubs was was a lot closer than it is now. I mean, even Dundee United resources, but uh, you know, the Gulf is absolutely colossal these days. So, yeah. I don't think we could probably uh, make the same comparison. No, no, I'm definitely not comparing not. apples with apples. Definitely, when you see uh, on uh, the against Newcastle, that we we are we are buying players from for three and a half to no, well, that that Daniel will be 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 especially seven million. Um, but when you see that Newcastle spends sixty-five million on one player, then uh, we just can't compete with that anymore. Unfortunately, the only, the only hope we've got is it's a, a European league, and we can sort of a clamber our way up to the top league and, and start earning the big money. That's the only way we're going to get it. Anyway, going to move on for the last wee minute on transfers. Yeah, Danilo. That's we we heard all heard that that was sort of a the two clubs had agreed. It was in, in round about seven million. I think it's six million plus uh, add-ons and all these things that they normally do. Uh, the clubs have agreed. I was expecting today at five o'clock to see Danilo uh, sort of a uh, brought out with the Rangers jersey on, but it's it's not happened yet, Shona. Are you expecting it to be this week, tomorrow, even? Well, the fact that the third kit's now sold out in all the shops, I would imagine that paid for Danilo now, hasn't it? The third kit's now sold out. So, um, no, look, I think it's just a matter of time before we get Danilo over the line. This is massive for us. I mean, a Brazilian boy, look at the tweets that he's been sending out. It's obviously these little, small little hints. He's obviously clearly said to the guy, Feyenoord, can't remember the manager's name again, that he obviously wants to come to Rangers. And obviously now they're now looking for a new striker. So... Yep, he won the league with Ajax, he won the league with Feyenoord. He's going to win the league with Rangers, that's the way I'm looking at it. So, no, look, I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, I think that that's a massive statement, spending, what was it now that I just said there, about £14.5 million pounds that we spent in this transfer window, pretty much on three front front players um, up front. So, look, we, we've got it back. We've got to like, say to um, everyone, all the fans, of what we wanted and the board have definitely backed us do you know what I mean in getting these guys over the transfer line we have spent money up front what exactly what we wanted it's now time for these guys to deliver so look I'm just hoping that on Wednesday night that third strip there's a spare one in there for Danilo and he walks out onto that pitch with the scarf held high what a night to be announced it and then maybe obviously later in the week we'll see Sifuentes come in for happy Fridays so no, look, I'm absolutely buzzing about this transfer. This guy's going to score us loads and loads of goals. I looked up on him and I think he's um, scored quite a lot of goals. He's played 153 games, scored 71 goals. And that's quite a good record for a guy who obviously was left out in kind a of majority of last season. And it's time at, time at Ajax before he went on loan to ST20. So, look, the EBTs are back. That's all I'm saying. The EBTs are back. And I'm looking forward to it. So, bring on the EBTs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the more the merrier. Um. Yeah, Dave. What would you do? Obviously, you hope that we get this over the line as well. It's it's how much? I mean, it really means so much. And I've been reading the the Dutch, uh, the, the 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 
the tweets back through the the, the, the Dutch uh, for, from it's a, a website nineteen nil and the, the Feyenoord supporters are absolutely furious that they're letting this guy go. It's a, I mean, it's a, probably one of their best players. He's, he has a backup for them at the moment, but he actually started as a number one. Uh, is this a godsend, Dave, if we get him, do you think? Well, well, I think that, you know, with the tweets, as uh, Shona said, the tweets that Danilo has put out, I, how is there any way back from, from that? You know, because he's merely, he's clearly made his, his feelings known that he, he wants to go to Ibrox. So, I mean, how does, I mean, if the whole thing was to come crashing down, how does he get on at Feyenoord after that? When, when everyone, he's stated publicly that he wants to be elsewhere. I just, I just can't see any way back from that. He just can't unmake that omelette. So I think it's, <laughs> he's got to go to Ibrox now. Do you think we'll have a, do you think we'll have a Peter Auden wingy situation? Do you remember Peter Auden wingy the one that went to, was it Queen's Park Rangers? And he arrived at Queen's Park Rangers and he says, no, I don't worry. <laughs> or something like that. He had to get, remember that? He had to get in his car and drive home. I don't know if anybody in the comments can obviously tell me the team he was going to, but uh, look, I would, I know what you're saying there, David P. Look, he's been talking about, look, I'll let you carry on. Sorry. Yeah. I know, but I, I just can't see how he, he then continues his career with Feyenoord after, you know, stating that, you know, I want to be out of here. So I think it's, if this deal doesn't happen, I'll be, uh, I'll be astonished. But I mean, fair play to the board because uh, this is a big outlay for us, as we've said, you know, and and you know, sixty-five million pounds for one player at Newcastle—that's just about our turnover, you know. And that's the whole, whole club's turnover. So that's the the gulf is absolutely colossal in terms of, of what we're trying to achieve here. But uh, that's the task. But I think uh, Danilo, you know, Danilo brings goals. We need to get them because I mean, we've got we. Champions League's qualifiers are important, but this league title is important. We need to win this bloody league, so I need to. We need to go after that lot with everything that we have, hammer and tongs, and and as I said about the European tie, no excuses. Michael Beale's got the players that he wanted. He's we've forked out the money, and Shona says we're buying these strips like they were uh, going out of fashion. So but they're clearly very much in fashion. And there look and there's one of them there. Yeah. I'm making so, my contribution towards the Danilo transfer. Yeah. That's me making my contribution towards the Danilo transfer. I'm good to well, see I'm you. Afraid I'm, I'm, I went old this 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 uh this today, so uh I I, I dug up one of my old shirts. Oh you go, Dave, sorry. You need, you need to buy a new one, Dave, because we get Danilo to pay for. So get, <laughs> get on that website. Right, just quickly, yeah. I don't know if any of you guys have been seeing his goals in pre-season, but this guy can score a goal. And I, honestly, he can score a goal from inside the box, outside the box. I don't know if you saw his goal the other, night, the other day, but what a cracker. No wonder the yeah. Feyenoord fans are absolutely feeling. Yeah. Well, Feyenoord, Feyenoord played Hoffenheim. Uh, yesterday, I think it was a Saturday, and they, they won. They were two 0 behind at one point, and then I think they won three two. They end up, so that was a. I, I don't know where the next story um, is. Just a, a a paper with nobody to write about or or what, so they make up a story. But the story I read before we came online is that Ferenbachi want Redfan, and oh they're they're willing to pay for him. So, uh, 
if Barisic goes, if Red Van goes, we go into the 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 Champions League without a a, a back a left back, Dave. Is that is that a good thing? Should we do it or should we hold them? Well, I think I mean, if, if Warren Bonner's going to stay, then uh, I think we uh, then we've got cover there, you know, and I'm sure we would have time to bring someone else. If Red fans uh, up for it, then I'll, I'll, put, I'll put the ball straight into his court. If he wants to go back to Turkey, then uh, and, and we they meet our expectations in terms of price, then you know everyone's for sale, David. Everyone, you know. So it really depends on the amount of money which uh, Fernabach you. Would be talking about so we've got. I mean, we, have, we, do have cover, we do have cover at fullback anyway. So if uh, if Ridwan was was then it's the same applies. You know, if if he was to make his feelings known that he would like to go to Fernabachi, then 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 he goes. It's as simple as that. What, what's happened to Divine? What's happened to Because he's just sort of a yeah. disappeared. That, yeah, I heard he had a bit of an injury. I'm not too sure about what's happened with him since then because I noticed he wasn't in the B team so and he wasn't in the team the other day, was he? So I'm, I'm a wee bit unsure about that one, to be honest. So I'm not really... But I think Dijon Sterling, he can play at left back if we had to with yeah. the Edward Van Kelly's feeling was known that he wants to go to Turkey. But I just think that's somebody on the Twitter trying to stir things up because we've heard all these rumours before. If, as you said, if the money's right, the money's right. But I can't see Red Van moving on. Look, we've just got the guy, brought the guy in, and we're trying to develop this young boy. I can't see Rangers taking anything less than maybe ten or twelve million pounds, and I don't think anyone's willing to offer that. So, look, um, I can't. I, we've got plenty of cover if he does go, if Warner stays. But nah, not for me. He's got to be our number one this year. So, um, the more minutes we give him in pre-season, the more he'll stay, and these rumours can just they can go. Do you know what I mean? I'm not interested in these these rumours. I think you're always going to get them from Galatasaray and Fernabachi. They've been going around for a wee yeah. while now. I think about six months ago they were talking about taking Redvan on loan. Nah, not interested in all that kind of crap. So, um, yeah, no, I think um, all of that's just paper talk. But we shall see. We shall no, I see. Think, but I think, think Van has had gone on record, though, as making the Rabi Matondo declaration that I'm going to stay and fight for my place. Whereas, well, Ridvan at least is capable of it. I don't think Rabi's is capable of it. So, he, I think it was mentioned previously, and and he just declared his uh, his desire to stay at Rangers. So, if he if he's going to stay, I mean, I think Ridvan looks a smashing player. He's, he's a different option from Borna. He's not the same type of player because I think he will be. I think, gosh, I hesitate to use the term more of a football player because, but he will carry the ball. I think he'll cut inside, you know, and, and you know, the, the slide rule passes. I think he offers you something different. I quite like him. And he, he doesn't, he's capable of a tackle. He doesn't do that kind of standoff thing, which Borna drives me nuts with mm-hmm. when he kind of tries to just shoot someone in and invariably the, the cross comes in. Because the fullbacks, you know, half of it, 50% of his duties is stop the crosses. And Borna's just not very good at it. Yeah, well, um, I don't think there's a, there's there's not an awful lot more to go. The the, the transfer is sort of a Camara. It's just sort of a stop. Nothing nothing heard about it, right? Well, he's not been he never played, so obviously he's doing something, but it's it's not known. He's, he's supposed to be going to. Sorry. He's off to Turkey. Yeah, 
ja. Der hat kein Auto, so der Rebe ja immer so da gut. Da immer gut, zu wie Gerard. No, that's a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, I'm going to finish up now. I'll show now, I'll let you say your goodbyes and on you go. Well, thanks everyone for watching. It was a really good pod tonight, guys. Obviously, there's quite a lot to talk about. Obviously, thoughts are with Trevor Francis and his family today. It was a very, very sad day for us Rangers fans. So, um, but I'm glad to have everyone on board. And I'm really looking forward to going back to Ibrox on Wednesday um, to watch us playing against uh, Olympiacos. And I think that's exactly when you'll see uh, Danilo getting announced. So, fingers crossed. Hold me to that one, Dave. Yeah. There you go. Davey, on you go. Yeah, I mean, Olympiacos on Wednesday, who bizarrely we have never played in a competitive match, mm-hmm. which is uh, it's very strange because there's there can't be many clubs, you know, because we've been in Europe, you know, for, for about 60 years. So more than that, 64, 65 years we've played in Europe, you know. So never, to have never come across them is, uh, there can't be many clubs like that. So it'll be uh, interesting, but it's, it's just the next leg in the in the Michael Beale, you know, project to get us a a fully functioning forward line, who will just rattle goals and you know so. We'll... So the next cannon, so it will be a interesting exercise, David. But as Shona says, if he comes out at half time, that will have made my night. Yeah, that's for sure, and. Uh... I'll, I'll be I'll be reading the the Dutch uh, websites to, to to hear them all swearing and doing their thing. And um, well, you yeah. you can have your. Are you go? Quickly, I just wanted to, I just wanted to say, obviously, um, on Saturday there, just before we go, look, it was really really good to meet some of the guys that are on the the, the comment on the podcast. It was really good to meet them in the in the Loudon. So look, if you're there on Wednesday night, I'll be there on Wednesday night. So it'll be good to meet you all again. Oh, very nice. I wish I was there. I was a wee bit jealous, but I'll have my day in a few weeks' time. So when I'm over in Glasgow, so I'm looking forward to that. And you'll be having your your night in at Rangers to, uh, on Wednesday. I'll be having mine on Saturday because I'm going to Hoffenheim, uh, staying overnight. So hopefully, I don't know. It's, Hoffenheim's a wee bit of funny place. So I know a lot of people are, are not, supporters are going to other places which is unfortunate. I hope that we would be all together in one big sort of a square. But anyway, that's it. So I'm going to close off now. Uh, I wish you all the best uh, and hope that we, we get a good result on in, in Wednesday. Although the players, I hope we, we get good performances from the new players. And here we go. We are the people. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.